grievances. A process has taken place. An election has happened in accordance with the law. Results have been declared by the body constitutionally imbued with the right to declare that result, which is INEC, not any other body, INEC. INEC has declared a president-elect. The constitution also envisages that certain persons will be dissatisfied with that declaration. So we are not in a position or situation of constitutional crisis like Dati Ahmed tried to, to paint. This situation was or has been envisaged by the constitution that certain persons will be dissatisfied. And if you are dissatisfied, there are laid down procedures to address those grievances so that democracy will function, those, those institutions will function, and democracy will function and will survive. Now, what is going on is that Dati Ahmed comes here and it has been a series of interviews by himself and Peter Obi. Yesterday was the final nail on the coffin. It was the final straw that broke the camel's back. That somebody who, wants, who wanted to become vice president of this country, of that, that, that level, would come here, sit before the world, and tell the world that he does not recognize a president-elect that has been declared by the Independent National Electoral Commission, and that the president-elect must not be sworn in. He does not even recognize, you know, the process that they have, you know, started, you know, in courts. He has not, he does not trust that process, I mean. And that's the person who, to become, who wanted to become vice president of this country. How? And then he arrogates him to himself the right or the power to interpret the constitution, interpret, you know, section 134 of the constitution to suit his own whims and caprices, and then declares that what the INEC did was totally unconstitutional and that what will come in on May 29 will be an unconstitutional government. It is, it is the delusion of grandeur. It's complete delusion of grandeur for anybody to say now that there is no president-elect. So, like, it's complete delusion so of grandeur. So that is the specific yes, of your anger. Exactly. Just to tell you that. That, that amounts to subverting the very process that they have started in the tribunal. The tribunal. They are subverting that process by coming out of that process to then call for insurrection in a subliminal manner for protest and insurrection to truncate that process. I want to say this clearly, that the process we have established since 1999 is that elections take place. People are sworn into office, but those who have grievances are given the right to continue their grievances, to their, you know, air their grievances in court. And some months into their tenures, if the judgment's coming, they are removed from office. So there's nothing so serious that he came to raise yesterday about swearing in somebody who has been given a surgical return. Himself, Babak Dati Ahmed, himself, was removed from office twice. He's told people's mandate. And I'm not saying, I'm not saying anything gross. It is judicial pronouncement that you stole a mandate. He was sworn in as a senator, was he not? He accused your party. No, but he, but hold on. But he was sworn in. And I'm asking. Let me finish. I'm asking. Let me finish this sentence. He was sworn in as a senator. But the person who was challenging his victory continued his case in court. And under CPC, under the same Bowari that he's abusing now, he rode under his wings, 
reportedly warned the Senate seat in Kaduna, was sworn into office. Nobody did. Nobody said he shouldn't be sworn in at that time. But he was carrying a stolen mandate. And at the end of the day, there was judicial, you know, pronouncement. And Baba Jatame was removed from office. Why is he opposed to that same procedure that he benefited from? In our own case, it is not an admission that our election was flawed, was, was totally flawed to the extent that it substantially affected you know, the result of the election. No, I'm not admitting that. I'm not saying that this is a procedure we have since established in 1999. So why is so this... So you think that the election was flawed? Who, what? You think that the election was flawed? No, 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 no. I'm, I'm saying that it was not flawed to the extent... But it was flawed. No, it's some flawed. areas there were there were infractions in areas in the southeast. But the allegations are that in the southeast, that, 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 in the southeast there were flaws. That the, in the, the southeast there were some flaws. That the victory of your party is yeah. illegitimate because they believe that there were a lot of voter suppression and in fact it's a stolen mandate. Who, Those who, are the words of of the opposition. Who has the right? Who has the right to make that determination? You were asking him yesterday. Institutions must function. How can someone who is a, a participant in the process now arrogates on himself, on himself the right to be the judge and the jury and the accuser, and you are a participant in the process. In fact, yesterday I heard one of the strangest sentences I've heard as a lawyer. You know that sentence he came here to say, and I'm not surprised because he's not a lawyer, but he runs an institution. He said, this section of the constitution, the constitution comes, comes interpreted. You heard that yesterday. That no 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 don't don't you don't need to bother. This section comes interpreted. I have never heard that in my life. What I have heard from my life as a law student is that the right to interpret provisions of the constitution lies in the judiciary, and that's why you have a tripod. And I like you. And I like you. And I like you to. And I like to get your own interpretation. But just uh, before we get further into. That's a controversial section 134 because on this program, I've had to speak with a former NBA president, Olisa Bakoba, who two or three months ago raised this matter and said it's going to be a problem and it's likely to cause a lot of chaos in our election because, according to him, it's not clearly stated whether or not FCT has the constitution captured it. But let me ask you what he said, part of what he said, and part of what the opposition has said is that. When you tell people to go to court, it then means something. That you steal something from them and you are asking them to go through a process in which you are predetermined or you have your way around that process. Just hang on. That is don't, one of the interpretations don't, 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 of go to court coming from your camp. Just hang on a minute. If I don't say go to court, what will I say? It's a rhetorical question. I'm asking you. If I don't say go to court, what would I say? As a winner, but does he also say, mean? Do, do I? Do I? Will I say? Will I say? Come, let's fight. Does it mean that you predetermine the? No, not predetermined. I'm only asking you a rhetorical question that answers your question. If I don't say go to court, what it means? If I don't actually use that word, that sentence, is that avail yourself of the procedure of the the, the, the machinery for addressing your grievance as provided for by law. That is what it means. I'm only saying it in specific terms, go to court. If I don't say go to court, the next thing I will say is that, come, let's fight. So why are they saying, why are they using such phrases or such sentences in a derogatory manner? It is what is provided for by law. And people have actually retrieved their mandates by going to court. 
It is only when it does not favor you, and that is what the Labour Party is doing, and that is why I had to petition them to the DSS. They